the latest on the world game. This is 442 Insider, brought to you in association with Rebel, 442's official football retail partner. Hello and welcome to this week's 442 Insider Podcast. I'm publisher Andy Jackson and joining me as always is editor Aidan Norman. Good morning. And online editor Kevin Ayres. Or some bloke called Kevin, as I was referred to in the B-League at the weekend. <laughs> I missed that. <laughs> I read out one of my tweets and said, some bloke called Kevin. <laughs> hey, good enough. Thanks. At least I got the name right. <laughs> and you on? Yeah, I think you you, you were on uh, SBS as well. You media whore, Kev. Apparently, oh, yeah. yeah I, I saw you one. on SBS. Yeah. yeah. What was that for? Oh, I don't know. It was yeah. you were mentioned somewhere. Just, just a slut. Yeah. Slut. Well, on everywhere. Well, surprised you're still jo- turning up for the podcast. Yeah. Though, I know. yeah. I am charging now. Yeah. All right. Let's kick off. <laughs> Round 22 of the A League started in the Hunter on Friday night. Uh, not the best of conditions. Bit of a bit of a blowy, bit of a wet one, <laughs> and the football matched it really with a nil-nil. We haven't had many nil-nils this no. year. We, we, clean sheets are pretty rare to be yeah. honest in uh, A League to begin with, and to actually get a full nil-nil, no score draw, it's a very rare beast. But I think it was what the weather deserved, to be honest. Uh, it was a pretty yuck night and a pretty mediocre game. Not really a lot of good came out of it. Joe uh, Ryan Griffiths' swan song, as it turns out. Literally well, in the, the weather. Time. Yep. I mean, the, the talking point post-game, Ado, was the, the goal disallowed. Mm. Uh, Jade North against his old team. Mm. Um, linesman, presumably, you know, the, the, the consensus is that he thought that the player in front of Jade North touched the ball, mm. which would then have made Jade mm. North offside, but in the replays it showed mm. that he didn't, and mm. he was clearly onside when the, when mm. the, the cross was played in. Yeah, look, tough one. Yeah, it was tough. I mean, I can, I can, I can sympathise with that, that fourth official there because um, it was. It, look, it's not a cut and dried. These things in these conditions as well, not cut and dried. So, look, mistakes are made. Um, uh, they could have won this game easily with that goal, but as it turned out, it wasn't. Yeah, um, no, I still have a controversial plan to beat the offside. Contentious decisions that are made. Which is a meters buffer zone. You're allowed to be up to a meter offside. With before but the then isn't that going to just create a new contentious point, which is a metre further forward than the current contentious point, which is the defender? No, I would... <laughs> but then, then you're arguing, like, because cause then you've got to base it on but, a line, linesman's ability to judge a metre, not is he in front of that player? A piece in front of the player. It's fine because the I <laughs> come from a meter. To well, a no, a meter is a, a pace is a, a pace is about a meter. But the problem the problem you've got at the moment with offside is the linesman is keeping track with the last defender. You, you know, sidesteps up and down the, the line, keeping track with that. He is not looking at the ball. Or she, by the way. Or she, they're not looking at the ball. What they're judging the ball sound, the the ball release on is the sound of the ball because they can't see it because they're looking at the last defender and that's where the problem is because you do have a gap in sound it's physics but by changing that how would that make any difference because the problem is still going to be there all you're doing is moving the problem a meter past the last defender but you would then have that buffer zone where if the sound does take longer to get to you because of the distance or the the crowd sound or whatever the acoustics in the, the stadium you've allowed that buffer to give the attacker the benefit of the doubt. It's an actual physical, visible benefit of the doubt. You have a yard. If you're more than roughly a yard, 
then you're going to get pinged for it. Oh, it's a bit like you're half pregnant, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like you're either pregnant or you're not. You know. What about abandoning offside until the 18-yard box? That makes it really easy. That's an interesting yeah. idea. I like that. Yeah, yeah. Or just not loading the box. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's not what we're here for today. We're not here to rewrite the laws of the game. But anyway, oh, yeah. um, Western Sydney uh, continued their phenomenal winning streak to seven games uh, with mm. a 1-0 win over Perth Glory. Um, it wasn't as resounding as some of the victories they've had. Uh, they were made to work pretty hard for it. Aaron Moy, mm. uh, with, was his first goal? I think it was his first goal in the A-League. Um mm. With the help of a, a, a sizable deflection. Oddly, he scored a goal for the soccer his first before he scored a goal in the A-League. Um, uh, yeah, you're right. I Again, mean, awful day. And credit to the, the fans that, that braved the wet and the cold. Yeah. Well, it wasn't cold. It was just wet and windy. It was just wet and windy. Hideous. You know, I was watching the game in Melbourne. It was 31 degrees. It was perfect weather down there. And, you know, we just left on Friday and it was just starting to happen. But, um, yeah, look, this... The thing about... Western Sydney is they work so hard even if they're not as fluid as they can be in this game and, and credit to Perth for, for the way they set up they just work so hard off the ball it's just a pleasure to, to watch that sort of pressure so but even that, you when know, you're as not a coach, playing though, you know, as a coach and I'm sure that you know, this is what Tony Pollock says you know, there'll, there'll be days when you're on days when you're not days when every flick you try comes off and every flick you try doesn't but the minimum that every player can do is to work at 100% for the time they're on the pitch. Mm. Mm. You know, and if everybody does that, then at the minimum, they're going to be really, really hard to beat, which is sort of where they started the season. Yeah. Uh, my question is, is this the best that Wanderers can get with that squad? Or are they yet to peak? Because yeah. I, th- I think they, there's probably still a bit more than get out of them, mm. to be honest. I mean, as you say, you know, they, they are structured, they're in sometimes workmanlike, but uh, maybe there's more flares come out of them. Maybe there's, also, you know, yeah, the, I mean, it's an age-old cliche, but it's true. You know, is when you can be below your best and still win, mm. and still keep a clean sheet. Mm. Yeah, you know, that's the sign of a of a champion. Oh yeah, I mean, I don't think you can argue with uh, anything that they did at the weekend or anything they've done. Full stop. The, find the whole a way season, to win. To be honest, you know, yeah, yeah, might uh, not be the way you envisaged it, but you know, you yeah. find a way to win. Keep tight at the back. If you don't concede, you're not going to lose the game. Yeah. Simple. And they only won from a deflected shot, really. So, yeah. you know, this wasn't a convincing win. But imagine Wanderers with a, with a player like a McBreen or, a, you know, an Archie Thompson. I mean, I just imagine that for next season, you know, when they're looking at the, the squad. And this is no disrespect to Dino Cresenier, but he does a great job off We've the done ball. plenty of that before. Yeah, yeah we have. <laughs> Team mascot. <laughs> And um, Glory, you know, again, you know, this is this is a performance that Glory also would probably take a little bit of heart from. You know, that they, you know, they they had the lion's share of possession. Um, you know, they again, you know, if Alistair Edwards is trying to get them to play a more possession-based game to keep the ball, that would appear that he's on the right mark. Yeah. With that, you know, they've now got to convert that possession into penetration and goals. I think they've just got to they've just got to learn to play out from the back a little better. I think at times they, they struggle to play out from the back, particularly in those conditions, I thought. Uh, but that's some, that's a work in progress. It's like two weeks that they've been working on this kind of game now. And yeah. I think sessions. you know and also like you know it makes like, you know like we talked about this with Phoenix this season is um, sometimes people make it sound so easy. 
are they just going to change the way they play and they're going to start playing out from the back without sort of really appreciating how difficult that is. To oh, say, of course right, it is. We're now yeah. going to, you yeah. know, when we've been used to, as soon as our keeper gets it running 30 metres away and turning our back on it, knowing that he's going to launch it over our heads, we've now got to show for the yeah. ball and play out from the edge of our own box. Yeah. That isn't something that you do in a week or no. two weeks. You know? And, and you know. against a team like Wanderers who know how to press at the right time, you could see it immediately. They were waiting. They were waiting for Vukovic to play it in a certain area. And quite often he just lumped it long because he, he didn't want to do that. Yeah. And I think Boz's um, attack on you know the playing out from the back and the mistakes that were being made, I think that was a bit unfair, to be honest. I mean, you know, as Brett Taylor was saying on uh, Twitter, one-time uh, writer for 442, it, if you don't try this stuff, you're never going to actually manage to achieve it. You will make mistakes along the way. Of course. Uh, mm. you know. I think Heskey has said the same thing to us in our magazine, that, that at times he described it as a bit crazy, the way that they play out from the back all the time. Mm. I mean, he's used to, you know, the minimum for him is, is to, to if, it, if there's any danger, play it long. Safe. Uh, I think, you know, I'm okay. not saying it's the right thing. I'm saying he's that's what he's used to. Yeah, I, I would like I, I like the way that we're progressing with this. We'll keep trying. And if we make mistakes, we, we deal with it. Mm. Nobody's going to get relegated. You know, it's not the end of the world. Yeah. Uh, maybe if they are going to get relegated, maybe we might see a difference. Yeah, I'm sure we would. You know, I think there would be a whole different tactical approach to the league if uh, there was any kind of relegation danger. Um, but at the moment, you know, we're in a, a, a stage and football's progression where, you know, they can be more progressive, they can be more expansive and uh, experimental. Uh, I suspect Tony Sage must have nightmares where he wakes up thinking he's renamed Glory 1 Persbury <coughs> No. Because <laughs> how many times have they been beaten by that scoreline mm. this season? Yep. Kadiba looked good for Perth. Yes, yes. Good signing. All right. Saturday, uh, the second game was up at Blue Tongue. And this was probably the result that no one saw coming. Nope. Central Coast Mariners 6, Melbourne Victory 2. Um, game started off in you know weird circumstances with, with both keepers flying off the line. Nathan mm. Coe especially three times in the first sort of 20 minutes. You know, and yep. then one time it, you know, it cost them dearly. So Duke opened the scoring, Milligan equalised, and then the Mariners sort of really ran away with it. Um, goals from uh, McGlinchey. Goals from me. So the, the A League site showing that they scored eight goals. McGlinchey got five. <laughs> <laughs> so I was running through the scores. Duke definitely got two. McGlinchey got three. And uh, McBreen got one, did he? No, no he no, missed didn't. a no. penalty. Fitzgerald didn't he? got, one. got go. one. That's it. So the A League site showing that Duke scored twice. McGlinchey scored four, five times. And Fitzgerald scored twice. The time make that three, six, nine, nine, one, nine, one. <laughs> the A League app is showing it was nine, one to to the Central well, Coast. Well, I mean, uh, as we we, we entered the uh, Central Coast recently, Michael McGlinchey does want to score more goals as a, as a midfielder. Well, now he's got yeah. it. Yeah. Well, you try and do the right thing. You try and use the official <laughs> app. Try for useless nine, one. It's showing it was. <laughs> And there were 54 bookings. <laughs> All right, so... But it was, yeah. Where did Victory go from here? Three losses on the trot. Three losses on the mm. trot since Ange said, and got a bit shirty with him saying, you know, what's the aim? And he was like, we're going to win it. Mm. Yep. They haven't won since. No Archie, of course. No Archie. Mm. Which you would think would make a difference in terms of goals for, but 
I think what's with the goals against? I mean, you know, we always said right back at the beginning of the season that victory's defence was always going to be their Achilles heel. But shipping mega goals, mm. that's just outrageous. I mean, Postacoglu has always, you know, again, been very uh, uh, brave <coughs> and courageous in his, his tactics and strategy and will always push forward rather than take a step back. But shipping six goals against Central Coast Mariners in what was effectively their stake for the, the title... You've got to question Angie's uh, role in that one more than anything. Well, he did. Honestly. He did question himself after the game. He said the head coach down, you know, he's got to look at themselves. I just think against ruthless opposition, it's always going to be exposed, that high line. And, mm. and the, the Mariners are ruthless, particularly at home. Yep. And also on that pitch as well, where, you know, it was a lot harder to defend than it was to attack. So, um yeah, exposed for for their attacking intent. Yeah, I think and, and fans lack of... certainly seem to be uh, you know losing patience a little bit with Adrian Leyer. Yeah, a lot of fingers been pointing at his form, and I, I think you know that's been true all season long. Uh, and yeah, I think it's, it's like a harsh, couple of yeah. couple of seasons long. To be honest, you know he is an all right defender, but he's leading the defence, and I don't think he, he's just he just isn't up to that job for, for whatever reason. He did show signs of being a very, very good defender when he was younger, but he's not come on. Uh, and I don't know what the reason for that is, in my opinion. I, I, just, I just think it's, it's certain defenders don't suit that kind of style. I mean, in, his, in his defence, yeah. on the punt, you know, I mean, he's, he's played with everyone from Lee Broxham, you mm. know, yeah. to Nick Ansell. Mm. You know, he's, he's had a lot of partners there. And it's and I, div- yeah. you know, particularly when... When you're playing the type of football at Angie's, which is, you know, combinations in defence, not roll it back to the keeper and disappear mm. to the halfway line. You know, you need those partnerships to build up yeah. through the season to I understand think, uh, where they're going to be, who gets the ball, who is, you know. And I think it's, it's not as easy as I think a lot of people, you know, make out. Yeah, but you're not getting the fundamentals right. You're not tracking back. You're not keeping an eye on your men. Uh, you don't seem to be necessarily leading as a skipper should lead. Uh, certainly not controlling defence as tightly. I mean, there's there's a lot of weight on his shoulders, and he got a, a relatively young age. Um, I'm just not sure that take the skipper's armband off him to take that pressure off him mm. might be a, you know the first step in trying to reclaim his, his defensive capabilities. Uh, give the the armband to somebody else. Try and build up a relationship with somebody. I mean, presumably Angers are trying to find somebody that can work with them effectively. Uh, I mean, at this stage of the season, you can't really strip him of the captaincy to build his confidence. <laughs> no, no, you can't. Uh, but you know, it's a it, it's a decision. How you feel now? <laughs> I feel great. It's a decision you've got to live with for the rest of the season. But you know, if you want to make the title, uh, I think you know they, they've got to look at next season to to bring somebody in that he can work with or bring in a whole new defence, uh, defensive unit, because uh, it's not working. It's clearly not working. Hmm. OK. Uh, over to Tasman. Can, can we just also... Yeah. I, I've just got to mention the post-match presser uh, with Arnie got uh, basically stormed out of the presser when he was asked too many questions by the journalists about Wanderers uh, being on top of the league, and I think he said, yeah, sarcastically there, that's where they deserve to be, implying that there was too much media... Uh, focus on on the Wanderers and not on on Central Coast, which is typical Arnie, really, isn't it? I mean, it's just bitter Arnie in the press, uh, you know, not liking the fact that we dare to ask questions about uh, Wanderers who were top of the league for a couple of hours on that night. Pathetic. 
<laughs> so I hope Wanderers smash them on the weekend. All right, we'll okay. get to the preview later. Phoenix, two. Adelaide, two. Uh, goals for Phoenix from Juric, uh, backing up what from his goal. Signing, yeah. And uh, Brocky equalised before an absolute cracker from Karuska was uh, cancelled out by a, a late goal from uh, Corey Gamero. Two, two very good signings there, Gamero mm. and Juric. Mm. Uh, I tell you, you know, Adelaide have had their share of problems and there seems to be a bit of intrigue in what's going on behind the scenes in there. But somebody in there has got a very good eye for talent. I mean, they've had some great signings this season. Juric, just the latest uh, of many. When you've got somebody like Geronimo who can't even get in the team because there's so much talent kicking about, that's a sensational sign. One good coach is the, the missing ingredient at the moment who can bring all the, the talent together. What, for Adelaide? Yeah. What about Valk? Not impressed at Valk. the moment, to be honest. But, you know, it's early can days. we call I, him Valk? We don't I, really know him that well. I had to call him Valk because it didn't fit... <laughs> <laughs> so I just creak here. Have a have a nickname. You're now known as the Valk. It's pity Van Dyke's still not there. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Van der Valk. For anyone that's over yeah, forty, yeah. listen. <laughs> uh, John McCain, you know, with his sending off, didn't really help. Sinner. There were two one up at the time, 68th minute. I mean, he didn't see you know, getting a yellow card after four minutes is never a good start um, mm. for someone in that sort of holding midfield or a defensive position because you're then playing the rest of the game on the tightrope and that was how it that was how it proved. But um now on the whole, Ado you say it's a good point for Adelaide. Yeah, yeah, any any point in, in Wellington, even in this current era when they're not playing well, I think it's a great point for them on the road. But all, it was just disappointing under five thousand was there. You know, it's if they you know if they want to support their club over there, they've really got to get behind them. I just I just think that number four nine, whatever it was, very disappointing. I think it's just a reflection of the the poor season that Phoenix has had, and I think that and also the relationship with the owners as well is, is yeah. I think possibly you know one of the factors that played into Ricky's decision further on. Mm. You know, it's the the lusters. Just worn off Phoenix uh, yeah. this season quite a lot. Although yeah. a new kit, apparently. I don't know what that's oh, that was all the about. community. That was the, okay. They ran the same competition, I think, with Adidas that Sydney right. did. It's quite uh, a nice kit. Design yeah, kit. it was yeah. actually. Yeah. I liked it. Yeah, uh, it was one of those ones that I would have gone out and got. All right. Well, we'll talk about the fallout from that game uh, in the second part. But let's finish off the round with Melbourne Heart. Uh, continued their uh, strong home form. Uh, with a 3-1 victory over Sydney FC, which moved them up to fifth place uh, and a place in the finals at the moment, at the expense of Sydney, who were uh, below par. I think mm. this was a result that we all unanimously predicted, wasn't it? Yeah, that we all well, said. Well, Hart played home, so they we all they said win every game win. at home. Actually, that's a complete lie. We all said Sydney were going to win. <laughs> Did we? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> We've said it before. We'll say it again. Never ever listen to our tips. Yeah. Never take our word for anything. Um, but yes, uh, Sydney completely outclassed. Nothing went right for them. Uh, Melbourne Heart, imperious home form. We should never ever have uh, uh, tipped against that. That's what six home wins. Yeah, uh, really very, like, very I, impressive. I really like what Kalmar's doing the last few weeks. Really stepped mm. up, I think. Uh, Jeremy Walker too, the young lad. We've got a little story on in the next issue. Great young talent. Yeah, so he's, he's come on. Biggest really crowd well. of the the, the uh, round as well. Yeah, I mean that. You know, if you're Melbourne Heart, I mean. And as we've said before, at the derby, a lot of those people were in red and white. Mm. You know, so do they literally just turn up for the derby and when Del Piero's in town, whoosh, just going to dust this off? Doesn't, I haven't seen any action mm. for yeah, four yeah. months. 
But to me, I was watching that thinking if ever Melbourne Heart won some ammunition to go and get a marquee player, that was it. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, there is a potential there for them, but... Because you were, the, what, two, 100 Sydney fans, maybe? I reckon, yeah, I, right. I estimated 6,000 of that crowd was there for Del Piero. Yeah. I'm and it's funny, because it I was on the train going to the game and, and listening to, you know, what, what the fans are talking about, and there's loads of them on the train. Del Piero was the main topic of conversation. Yeah. Uh, not Lucas hmm. the Rat, uh, but, uh, you know, Del Piero. Yeah. I mean, when you said last week that you know it was a crowd of eleven to thirteen thousand expected for, it, I was very, very sceptical. And then we remembered the Del Piero. Fa- I remember the Del mm. Piero factor, uh, and it made sense. But you know, Hart need to have this identity. This is what the problem is. They, you know, it's all very well saying we're going to be the young developmental mm. community side. That's not exciting. That's not going to draw crowds in it might you know get your loyal following over a number of years and a hardcore band off them as they've got now but to actually get the big crowds in they need to have a but little bit but to be fair I think, I think Jack had made the point a few weeks ago they've, they've made a very solid start to their career they don't owe from what I can gather they don't owe money to, to too many people they've got a pretty, oh, yeah, pretty right. good but, financial yeah, so I think the next step for this football club in Melbourne and they do a lot of things right in Melbourne the next step is to get some star power. They need, the, they need just, the stardust. Yeah. The, the reason that they're, they're financially solid is because they've done so well with the young players yeah. and selling them so far. But I'm not, not convinced that well will continue to, to supply. Yeah. Mm. Uh, that's going to dry up, and they need something else. And there's well, yeah. the opportunity, you know, because if you want that point of difference, you know, Melbourne Victory have gone down the, almost the, the marquee coach. Mm. Yeah. You know, the, yeah. rather than the marquee player. Yeah. And I think. You know, they also could have seen on Friday night, Ado, we were at Crown for the Del Piero, you know, how it translates off the pitch as well. Yeah. In terms of potential revenue generation, you know, yeah. and the sponsors that would come on board just to be associated and to, yeah. to be around a player with genuine sort of stuff. To factor. be part of the yeah. buzz, buying you know, the, the buzz. Yeah. But also, obviously, you know, as we've seen it before with, with Janino, the danger is <laughs> you bring them in. Do they get injured? Do they perform? I mean, Del Piero has been a, an absolute revelation. Yeah, yeah, yeah I yeah. think a lot other of other teams haven't been as lucky. And you, you, you could argue that that he would have had a bigger impact on the A League by playing for Melbourne Hart than if he'd played for Sydney, because Hart would have doubled their crowds. Whereas I don't think Sydney have actually doubled their crowds. Oh, so. I, th- I think well, Sydney. They, they did at the start before <laughs> yeah. they went on I, their I, horrible I, run. To so. be honest, I think uh, Sydney's average this season would have been half that if they didn't have Del Piero and still had the same results. That's what I mean, they've doubled it. So Sydney? Yeah. Yeah, they have doubled. Yeah, yeah without a doubt. Uh, they have doubled what they would have got. Um, but Hearts, yeah, I, I don't think players like Vinnie Gorella, great player though he is, or even Lucas Neal, are the answer for what you know uh, Melbourne Heart needs to bring in bigger crowds on a regular basis. They need you know a proper figurehead, something exciting. I mean, even Jimmy Kale. You know, somebody like Ginny New. I think because he had a large part in him not getting more game time, uh, and I think that was a, a bit of a you know a, a confrontation thing that was going on behind the scenes with them. Uh, I think he was badly injured for a lot of it with his shoulder. I mean, it was obvious that he, the, 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 he was carrying an injury, but towards the end of the season. Because he just dismissed him 
he just wrote him off completely. Well, I think that's because he knew that he wasn't going to resign. Exactly, but that's yeah. not the way. <laughs> you, you're bringing in stars for a year. You don't just mm. not play them. Oh, he's not going to be here next year, so I'm not going to. But play I think him. with Melbourne Heart, if they can get it right, then they've got a nice base to work on down there because they do a lot of things in the community really well. Yeah, I mean, like they've got a lot of younger fans. It's as well. all very well being a community club, but Sydney have tried to be a community club in the past, and it's not really paid much dividends. Bring in the stardust and it does sprinkle magic over a club, without a doubt. Yeah. I think the whole you know community club thing is is noble and that, but... It's overrated. Dealing, but yeah, but we're dealing with franchises here. We're not dealing with community clubs in the truest sense of the word that yeah. you get in the UK that have been around 150 years and are genuinely the community. Yeah. You know, it's entertainment. They're all fighting mm. for dollars. You yeah, know? And, it, and people people want to go and see a player that inspires them. You know, that Can want that makes them want to not watch mm. on TV yeah. and go and see this person because they're not going to be around for long. Yeah, you know, you might only get one season to see this player. Yeah, yeah. You know, community. You know, the community work is still important. It still has to be done, it but it's not going to get you the not big crowds put, this month. Bums on seats, exactly. No. And, yeah. pre- and, and, and five also, years time, maybe also, you'll see some down to your team's form as well is going to impact, and we've seen that this season at mm-hmm. Melbourne Heart. The, the team has struggled, and the crowds have struggled as a result. So they're not getting that uh, traction. But look, I don't know, a Totti, a, a Pirlo, somebody like that would be. Fantastic. You need the two. You know, Western Sydney, great case in point. What would Western Sydney's crowds be if they were bottom of the league and have won one game all season? Not what they are now. You cannot, you know, there is is nothing that puts bums on seats better than a team that's winning games of football consistently. Add a bit of star power on top of that, yeah. You know, so that's that's what they need. Scott Munn's got to have a good look at that. Yep. All right. Well, the table is uh, poised with the Mariners and Western Sydney top two, 45 and 44 points respectively. Then there's now an eight-point gap back to Adelaide and Melbourne victory. So Adelaide have rallied now level with points with victory. Then there's a nine-point gap to Melbourne Heart, Newcastle, and Sydney FC are on 27 points, fighting for those last two uh, final spots. Brisbane Raw still not out of it. Um, 25 points Perth Glory 3 points further back on 22 and Wellington Phoenix on 21 so I mean nobody's out of it yet no it's quite ridiculous top 4 is looking pretty set top 2 is looking pretty set but those 5 and 6 and as we've said every week you know 5th and 6th now is a is a decent chance you're two games away from mm. the grand final. Um, 18 points off the leaves and you could actually take the, the toilet seat away with you yeah who cares yeah. But also, I mean, it's, it it's, I'm, look, I'm looking at this, I'm thinking it could very well be a victory versus heart final, 3v6. All right, that's it for part one. We'll be back in part two to a quick roundup of the news that's been dominating our website, au.442.com. The March issue of 442 is out now, and we sit down exclusively with Liverpool legends Stephen Gerrard and Jamie Carragher, reflecting on 15 years together as teammates and friends. We head to Germany, to Europe's hottest club, to bring you the inside story on Borussia Dortmund. Back home, we catch up with Jets marquee man Emil Heskey and the Kiwi Messi, Melbourne Victories, Marcus Rojas. There's picture specials of the FA Cup, A-League fans and the W-League Grand Final. 4-4-2. Pick it up at newsagents or grab a digital copy at the App Store or on Zinio. You go to all the trouble of finding the right car, so make sure you also choose the best finance provider too. 
No, they aren't all the same. Quite simply, you shouldn't look any further than Go Car Loans when it comes to car finance because, well, simply they focus on you. With Go Car Loans, you'll receive personal service tailored to your individual needs, with the focus being on getting exactly the right loan to suit your circumstances. So get the Go Car Loans team working for you today. You can apply online at gocarloans.com.au or call 1-300-884-075. Go Car Loans. They'll give you the green light. The latest on the world game. This is 442 Insider. Hello and welcome back to this week's 442 Insider podcast. As always, never a dull moment in the A-League. Uh, Ricky Herbert tendered his resignation today from Wellington Phoenix. Another one bites the dust. Um, we've been saying that the, the, the writing's been on the wall for a while now. Um, yeah, but it still came as a surprise, to be honest. I mean, we're this just... close to the end of the season, you'd probably <clears throat> think see yeah. the season out. But... We were just talking the other uh, last week, I think it was, saying that you know we've fully expected the most logical thing to do would be just see the end of the season mm. out, then rip it up and start again. Uh, the then again, it gives Chris Greenacre a great chance to actually coach in the A League and see how he goes. Yeah, it's a bit unprepared, though. I think, to be honest, I think it's unfair on him because he's going to get judged. But also, do you think, you know, Ricky Herbert's got a World Cup to, quali- to qualify for and probably thought, you know what, the writing's on the wall for me. I know that I'm probably yeah. not going to be here. I'm out. Yeah. You know, I'd rather focus on getting to another World Cup yeah. than sitting out for another five games and letting yeah. it inevitable. Yeah, I think it's still, I think it's a betwixt and between decision, though. You know, either leave it to the end of the season or he should have gone, you know, five, six, seven weeks ago when the writing looked to be on the wall and it still would have given somebody some time to fix what was wrong with Phoenix mm. and maybe, you know... Perhaps at that claim. point when the, the owners came in and said, we need you to play this way, that could have yeah. been a good time to maybe say, well, you know what? Bring somebody else in to do I'm it. focusing or, on the, you know, the main game. Yeah. The, the Sydney defeat probably was should have been the turning point, maybe. Mm. Uh, I would have walked away from that, but... Maybe he was just maybe wait- the Mariners' defeat. Maybe he was just waiting for a game where you know he could at least emerge with some degree of uh, dignity uh, to walk away from it. It's disappointing. Yeah, I'll, he's getting a bit of. We're just talking the break there. He's getting a bit a bit of a rough ride from some of the press in New Zealand. I don't think that's called for at all. No. Uh, I think he's he's done a good job for Phoenix. He's steered a, a good solid a phenomenal job for the national team. Great yeah. job for the national team, and yeah. he can continue to do. Who so. else does that in the A League? Coach the national team and the club team. Yeah. It's I mean, he's, unheard of. He's um, managed to turn the New Zealand team from being the the joke and uh, scapegoat of the A League into, you know, one of the the harder teams to beat, certainly in the home home mm. soil. Uh, and that's you know, he's and given football in New Zealand some respect, uh, yeah. and he deserves respect for that. Yeah, and you know, his World Cup record as well. But I just I just think that you know the, the cycle has probably ended for this particular phoenix model and yeah. you know and that's the, the last sort of yeah. brick in the wall but uh, he's done a phenomenal job i mean well he uh, leaves as the uh the highest well, i was gonna say capped but it's not really cap for a coach <laughs> is it uh, has been in charge for the most games of a league for any coach 154 games was his reign mm. uh kathy on the website has done a has done a great little roundup of uh, all the coaches to have coached in the a league and, and the first thing is that for for a league that's only in season eight and has never had more than 12 teams, that's a hell of a lot of coaches. <laughs> <laughs> well over 40. There's some names here that I've actually forgotten. You know, like there's under 10, uh, Nick Theodore Coppola, seven, oh, yeah, games, seven games in charge of the Jets. Seven losses. Yes. 
Branko Kalina, only nine games. Well, it was no, only, only nine right. A-League games. Right. He had a few ACLs, Asian Champions League. we had to leave the Champions yeah. League over. It was longer nine? than that. Yeah. 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 Oh. Yeah. What, what? He came in at the tail end of the previous season, took the, the through the ACL stages, and then had nine... So then he got av- sacked the week before the A-League started at the Jets. Yeah, that's right. Yes. But he had nine average games, and then they changed ownership at uh, Sydney and... Uh, he was kicked out and replaced by Steve Kavina. McMahon might be on that list as well, Jacko. Steve McMahon is on the list. Fifteen oh, that's games, scary, glory. isn't it? Yep. Fifteen. He got fifteen games. Yeah. Richard Mooney. Yeah. <laughs> Jets. Dicky Dosh. Dicky Dosh. Dicky Dosh. Where is he these days? Anyone? Anyone know where Dicky Dosh is? Yeah. Barry Simmons. <laughs> Sorry. Interim coach of the, New, of the Newcastle Knights. Newcastle Knights. New Zealand no Knights, four games. Yeah. I had no idea. There you go. Kevin Fallon, is he, is he on there as well? He, he might have been one of the... Tom Smiley makes the list, but no. didn't actually coach a game. <laughs> he was he was appointed by the FFA, but was then replaced by Mul- Mike Mulvey before coaching a game. <laughs> before kick-off. Yeah. Right, he could put it on his CV. Exactly, yeah. And he's got the most successful record in the A-League. Never, never lost the game. Yeah. Same with Kevin. Right, it's, well, it's well worth a read, a trip down memory lane with some of the uh, coaches. But the only coaches to coach more than a, a hundred A League games are Laurie McKinnon for the Mariners, Ernie Merrick for Victory, and and Ricky for uh, the Phoenix. So. Barry Simmons. <laughs> no idea he existed. Another player departing. From my memory. Another player departing is uh, Ryan Griffiths, who uh, mm. left for China, left the Jets again. Mm. For a second division club in China called Banksy. 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 Backstreet Boys. Yeah, they're apparently ice cream makers or something. Are they? Yeah. Yeah, you go. yeah well, they, uh, the text went around around about six o'clock on the night before to a number of different media. Ironically, he was the last to know, apparently. Was His agent never told him. Oh, His right. agent did the whole deal. It leaked out from Beijing, appeared on Twitter. Uh, Ryan Griffiths was confronted by it. This is the first I've heard of it. And he only found out a day later, after the deal had been done and dusted. Uh, uh, but the word is that his salary has gone up tenfold. Even going to a second-tier Chinese side is getting paid ten times more than he was at the Jets. Well, it's a lot of money wow. in ice cream in That's China, isn't it? Astonishing. That's and ridiculous. already... He would have been on decent salary already. Yet. Well, I would have thought he would have been 200, two, two and a half, so, uh, 250. Yeah. Mm. Uh, he's on like two million. He's on two million, apparently. That's unbelievable. Mind you, he's got a great re- a reputation in, in China. Well, I mean, they yeah. know him from, I yeah. think, Beijing Guan, It's, it's it? actually the other the sort of little brother club, yeah. uh, League One to... CSL and Beijing Guan fans love him so much they started buying season tickets for Baxi just to go and see him. Wow! Uh, and that's uh, straight from the. And that's a thirty-one-year-old, thirty-two-year-old. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. I mean, that, you know, that, that's what the Jets said. Robbie Middleby said in the release, you know, was like, look, you know, he, he, Ryan's thirty-two. Uh, he's got this opportunity to earn a lot of money in the next two years mm. to, to sort of secure his family and. There's not a lot you can do about that, really. Yeah. There's no point standing in a player's way. And We'd all do the same, wouldn't we? Oh, without we doubt, yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, what? you know, if you offered 10 times your salary, you're not going to turn that you down. You go and work for a football magazine in China. <laughs> yeah. Ten, if they offered you 10 times what I'm Chinese 442. Actually, uh, when you put it that way. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Big online see. audience, we'll Kev. See. Think about that. Imagine the hits we could get off of the Chinese <laughs> audience. <laughs> Untapped potential. I'm not sure they'd get the puns. <laughs> I'm not sure that would translate. <laughs> I suspect much of this podcast wouldn't get past the censor too. All right. Uh, talking, we were talking about Del Piero earlier. Another uh, 
famous Italian player will be coming down to Sydney in mm. May uh, as ambassador for the Tiger Street Football Tournament, Fabio Cannavaro. Odds on any A-League clubs putting in a little pitch? Oh, I think uh, probably would happen. I love the fact that this story with a perfectly factual, honest headline sparked, sparked all sorts of salary cap rorting comments in the forums. <laughs> just read the story just before you start story. commenting. Read the story. How many times has that happened, guys? <laughs> read the bloody story. Um, yeah, he's coming for the Tiger Street uh, Festival. Football yeah. fe- yep. festival, which we were part of last year, it was a terrific festival. Music, beer, we, did, DJ. we, we lost every game. We, we took it by storm. Yeah, we again. were part of it. <laughs> part <laughs> of it was just about. Yeah, we did. We held our own in the bar afterwards. Yeah, yeah it was good. Yeah, fun. It was a great. It was a good fun day. But I'm told from the organisers that the the stadium's going to be bigger than where you play. Oh, it's getting it's getting Much the full and the full stadium. ESPN, it's uh, going to be oval shaped. Apparently, oval yeah. shaped. Ideal for the AFL audience. Yeah. Make them feel at home. How does that work? I have no idea. So, but yeah, it's so going to be bigger. Yeah. So there'll be more details uh, when he, when and where he's around. But we'll uh, mm. hopefully get a chance to have a chat with him while he's down here. Yeah. Uh, someone else we'll be sitting down with very shortly is David Gallup. We've managed to secure a, a one-on-one for the magazine with Ado. Uh, so the call is out at the moment for uh, readers' questions, and they're piling in. We've they never, never huge had response. such a re- response uh, to a local one-on-one that we've mm. done. I think we've had probably about 100 emails with questions. And, and though, most of those emails have had about 15 questions each. Yeah, know? I know. I'm, I'm struggling to keep yeah. up. <laughs> Right, I'm <laughs> angry from Newcastle. <laughs> There's quite a few angry people out there that we can't use certain questions because they're just so niche, these questions yeah. that they ask. And but a lot of the good questions. How many of them are aimed at Sydney and checking the salary cap? Oh, there's a few of those. Yeah. There's yeah. a few of those. There's, there's a, a lot a- of FA, Cu- FFA Cup. There's yeah. a lot of... Uh, there's one or two angry Premier Gold League Coast stuff. fans in there yeah. as well. Really? Yeah. yeah. I'd be surprised by it. There wasn't many Gold Coast fans. There's, there's, quite, there's quite, quite a lot of people that clearly have no concept of when David Gallup took over. Again, But anyway, uh, Gallup one-on-one is the hashtag. If you want to uh, tweet us some questions or you can email us at one-on-one at 442.net.au. Um, but also, you know, he recently celebrated his... 100th day anniversary, popped a blog on the FFA website. I mean, overall, how would you rate it so far? Oh, he's had a dream run, pretty much, hasn't he? You know, yeah. there's, there's not really... Uh, and compared to his days as an NRL chief, he must just be sitting back, putting mm. his feet up, having you, a cup of coffee and thinking, nice. He got up yesterday to read the papers and thought, thank <laughs> God about that. That's another <laughs> NRL... Poster boy for the season. I mean, uh, it's it's become the new tradition gosh, for Morris. You know, it's, it's the curse, isn't it? If the NRL approaches you to be the the uh, the poster boy for the season, run the other direction as quickly as possible. Mm, yeah. No, he's had a good he's got a good first hundred days, but you can only judge him on on his four year tenure. So we'll, we'll wait until then before yep. making him. But he's yeah. been a good start. Hopefully, and I like his tone as Hopefully well. there will be no crises for him to, to handle. Uh, and we'll but that's what he's there for if, if it does happen. I mean, that's... Yeah. Australian know. football are only, a, you know, only a week away from another crisis. Exactly, exactly. You know? I uh, mean, what will be interesting is if there is a clamour for Holger's, you know, Holger's head, you know, what, how will he react uh, to that? Yeah, I think... And if, we, if we got beat against Oman, what would happen Exactly, then, you know? yeah, this time Not next month... That, could yeah. be a whole different story as far as the soccer is concerned. Uh, plus, we'll also have uh, Tinkler's tax hearing coming up and the future of Newcastle Jets still in jeopardy. You know, there's still a few things for him to deal with, but mm. so far he's had a very, very easy run. Uh, long may it continue, and hopefully he doesn't do anything silly with 
nominating the wrong people for AFC top jobs. As seems to be that's the question on that's the question that we'll be asking as well. That's one of the things though, that they're backing the Thai guy at the moment. Yeah, well, that. allegedly. I mean, I don't know. It's all off the record, secret source, mm. secret squirrel stuff, and people jumping. Yeah. But, but he did speak at the Del Piero night, and he did yeah. say that. Uh, what did he say? He said it was when Del Piero scored his first goal. It was a, a great night for Australian football, and then something he resigning was a bloody great night. So he was he was the, you know, he spoke quite passionately. I thought, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, he's a, he's a good operator. He seems. I always thought when I was in the RRL, he seems like a genuinely good man. Uh, who tries to do the right thing? And I'm glad we've got him on side, to be mm. honest. Whatever happened to Ben Buckley? What's he doing these days? Oh. Still waiting for uh, Demetrio to fall off his peg, I suspect. I tell you, there's a lot of calls for that in the AFL as well. Really? Yeah. Well, He's yeah. been ten years. Look, looking chunky these days, Demetrio. Anyway, this is not an AFL podcast. This is a football podcast. Yeah. All right. Australia opened its first uh, football school three weeks ago. Uh, the international football school up on the central coast. Mayor Laurie McKinnon was there with Kai McKay laughing. <laughs> Never tire of Mayor McKinnon. Brilliant. Uh, coaching staff includes ex-Mariners players Andre Gumprecht and Brad Porter. Gumps. Villa fan Brad, Brad Porter, top lad. Uh, and former Matildas Joey Peters. Uh, and Football Hall of Fame inductee, now technical director, Julie Dolan. Um, so the kids basically do two hours of training in the morning. Uh, then they do their school work and then they do some training in the evening. Yeah, five days a week. Nice work if you can get it. Yeah, I would love to have gone to school like this. No, definitely. I mean, we we did. Our school was like this. Is we didn't do the school bit. We just played football. <laughs> we just conveniently forgot the rest. <laughs> it's ten to sixteen year olds. Uh, they've got a full time chef that works on site, creating healthy oh, yeah. nutritional meals for the kids. Teaching them good, uh, good eating habits as well at the early age. So. Be the future of the Mariners. Be interesting to keep an eye on this. La Masia on the Central Coast. Yeah, there we go. Maybe we'll get some Spanish shows to come over. Yeah. Uh, Western Australia. Uh, need yes. your help. Football West. We've all signed this, I believe. I know I have. Mm-hmm. Yep, I have. Um, they're campaigning for a, a home of football in Western Australia. Uh, looking for funding from the uh, state government. So they've got a petition. A lot of uh, glory players have signed up. Bobby Despotowski, Travis Dodd is fronting it as well. Jacob Burns, our own Kate Gill um, are all petitioning for, uh, for the funding required to build a, a home for football in Western Australia. So please uh, head to uh, the Football West website. There'll be links on there. And uh, add your name to the petition. You don't have to be a, a Western Australia person to petition for it. They're looking for um, people to sign up from all over. So... Uh, <coughs> Get involved, uh, great cause, mm. and uh, give football a home in WA. Uh, yeah, a bad time as well. Uh, Aussies abroad roundup. What's been happening? Schwartz is saving penalties yet hero. again. Great penalty save. Uh, low to his right to deny John Walters. John Walters not had a great season. I wonder what his ratio of penalty saves is like and how it compares with other keepers because he does have a tremendous bloody record of it. Really does. You're the I'd journalist. Look- no, no. <laughs> that's a lie. That's just a rumour I spread around. Uh, but, yeah, it was a, it was a match-winning save. It was a, a 1-0 win over Stoke. Vital 1-0 win. Great volley from Berbatov. Uh, Federici had a, had a good game in goal, made a lot of saves, but still Reading were, uh, were, were pretty much spanked by Wigan. Wigan played a fantastic game, 3-0. Brett Holman, in his role now, which seems to be customary, was an unused substitute. Uh, in Villa's 2-1 defeat at Arsenal. Hasn't he had a terrific season at Villa? He must have enjoyed every minute of that season. 
Curtis Good started the game uh, at Wembley against Swansea, but was replaced at half time as uh, they got whacked 5 0. What did I say? Mm. What mm. did I say? Uh, I love what did I, you say? I said that basically Swansea would, would, after Bradford beat Wigan Villa and asked Swansea, would actually tear them apart mm-hmm. because they would just pass the ball around and move. Uh, Villa made it so easy for Bradford. Yeah. Mm. You know, yeah. by allowing them to just be really compact, put seven men beyond the ball, and yeah. Villa just didn't have the wherewithal to break them down, you know, mm-hmm. whereas Swansea would just pass the ball, pull them out, and then pick them off. Yeah. They, mm-hmm. they did it. Uh, Milianak back playing, uh, although Palace slipped to a disappointing 1-0 defeat at Sheffield Wednesday, but they're still very much in the uh, frame to return to the Premier League. Uh, Scott McDonald returned from injury, but um, Middlesbrough had a shocking drop in form. I think they've lost six or seven in the last eight or nine games now after being right in the did mix. Of Reece, did Reese play? Yeah, Reese Williams started, but was replaced at half-time following a sluggish first-half display. Who said it was sluggish? I don't know. Um, we said. Matthew. Yeah. Matthew okay. Maria. <laughs> All right, that's it for uh, our quick Aussies Abroad roundup. Uh, let's look at tonight. Asian Champions League kicks mm. off for uh, Central Coast Mariners against the Suwon Blue Wings. A mm. um, couple of injury concerns for the Mariners ahead of the game. Uh, John Hutchinson uh, and Patrick's fans, so I look like they'll be rested. Obviously, the Mariners, we'll talk about this in the final part, got a Massive game coming up at the weekend. So this is where it gets difficult, you know, juggling three games. I guess they're lucky that the game's yeah. at home. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing Eddie Bos- uh, Bosna if he gets a free kick. He is an absolute... Have you seen his free kicks? I've heard about them. I've not actually seen them, but I've heard about them. Yeah. Foot like a traction engine. But apparently lacks pace, which is why I never got the Socceroos call up. So I hear... I think there might be some other reason for that, but we can't say that publicly. Apart from that? Yeah. yeah. Um, uh but yes. yeah, do you think uh, Australia is going to embrace the AFC Champions League <coughs> this season? Well, on our straw poll of one, Mariners fans in the office, Dan's going, so he's leaving work early to get there. Yeah, well, uh, look, if they got 5,000, they'd be doing well on a Wednesday night in, yeah. in Gosford. I mean, given the crowds in the A-League, which has been, a, it's been very unusual to see the crowds go down as the team goes up. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's good. Well, a great game. I, I said on Twitter that yesterday that it's a it's really great to see the best team in the A League in the in the championship. Quite because quite often it's last season's best team that yeah. kind of gone down over yeah. the year. We've actually got the team at their peak playing in the championship against a team in in preseason. So it's true. great opportunity. And it's good, yeah, as well that you know Brisbane Road didn't get in. To be honest, because they probably would have ended up embarrassing us with the poor form in the the A League. It's unlikely they'd do much better. Mind you, Adelaide weren't doing that great in the league when they got through yeah, to the final. Second, yeah. So it's no indication of style, I guess, uh, of fortunes. But uh, no, Central Coast Mariners, if they had a... It's unfortunate though this game is bookended by the game against Victory and the game against Wanderers because uh, yeah, they've got other things on their mind. Um, but you know you want to play at the I top think you level. Play what's in front of you? And I mean, if you play at the top level, you'll be distracted. There's always a reason. I always think the the Asian Champions League is interesting to, to sort of chart the development of the A League because yeah. we, you know, when the, the the Australian teams first went in, there was a very clear difference technically mm. and tactically between the sides. You know, the, from the from the J League and from the K League, and we think that the standards improving. You know, year mm. on year, and here's the chance really to yeah. benchmark that and see whether it is. Yeah, but to be honest, though, when you think about it, the the 
teams, the tactics that were most effective, I think, in the ACL have been Adelaide and Sydney, obviously, uh, under Branco. And it was very, very simple, basic counter tactics. But that's that's only because they couldn't take them on playing their game. Yeah, they, but whenever play we... almost a counter game against that. Exactly. But, but whenever... now we've got our best teams, who are our best teams playing football, yeah. it becomes more of a football contest. But when we try to play any other way, we got embarrassed and... Uh, kicked out so yeah it will be interesting but that's what I mean it's, it's like now, now yeah, it's yeah. like right okay if the Mariners are going to go and play the way that they play you know so I, I think mm-hmm. the Mariners have the best chance of all the teams genuinely in the the, the A-League at the moment of actually doing something this season because they, ha- they can well they're the only team so. well I know but if, if any of the other teams were yeah. in, I fancy the Mariners most of all because the, the tactics are flexible enough and adaptable enough that they, they can counter most threats I'd, I'd fancy the, the Wanderers as well the way they play very similar very well structured in Asia, I think they've they got to get there first. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well. um, yeah. But, uh, you know, I, th- I think actually the table justifies the one position that we've got in the Champions League. If we had Brisbane, Rowan, Perth, Glory in there, it would have been yeah. embarrassing. Mm. Right. Uh, vital, if, if you're going to progress from the Champions League, that you win your home games. Yeah. Uh, that, that's been proven in the past. You know, too often the Australian teams have failed to win at home, yeah. which has ended up costing them. They, you know, sometimes we've seen them being caught on the. The hop tactically, you know, yeah. more than anything, and conceded yeah. goals, at, soft goals at home. So seven o'clock, early kickoff. Good, so great. my dogs are going to get a very short walk tonight. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so for seven to watch this. Sorry, I'm if you're really looking Aston. forward to this though. Yeah. Uh, all right, that's it for part two. We'll be back in the final part of this week's podcast to preview round 23 and a little bit around 26. Buying a car is a big commitment. You need to make sure you have the right car at the right price before you sign on the dotted line. So the best thing to do before you buy a car is log on to the Behind the Wheel website. At behindthewheel.com.au, you'll find dozens of unbiased and independent new car reviews. Browse by different manufacturers and find exactly what's right for you. While you're at behindthewheel.com.au, check out the latest car industry news, read motorcycle reviews and news, and pick up some handy road safety tips Don't sign anything until you visit behindthewheel.com.au. The March issue of 442 is out now, and we sit down exclusively with Liverpool legends Stephen Gerrard and Jamie Carragher, reflecting on 15 years together as teammates and friends. We head to Germany, to Europe's hottest club, to bring you the inside story on Borussia Dortmund. Back home, we catch up with Jets marquee man Emil Heskey and the Kiwi Messi Melbourne Victories Marcus Rojas. There's picture specials of the FA Cup, A-League fans and the W-League Grand Final. Final 442. Pick it up at newsagents or grab a digital copy at the App Store or on Zinio. Back to 442 Insider. Hello, welcome back to the final part of this week's 442 Insider podcast. And this is the part where most people turn off because this is where we say what we think is going to happen, <laughs> which generally bears very little reference to what actually does happen. So, but we're going to have a crack. Well, I'll stop now. It's such a hard league to predict, though, isn't it? It's the joy of the We English. certainly make it look like it's a hard <laughs> league to predict. Anyway, in, a, in one of those quirks of the draw, uh, Wellington Phoenix hosts Newcastle Jets tonight, 5 o'clock uh, Australian Eastern Standard Time. Whatever. Yeah. Whatever time it is. Anyway, it's 5 o'clock in Sydney. Uh, Phoenix hosts the Jets, which is actually a round 26 fixture. Not really sure why, but I, we presume that 
maybe the All Blacks are playing at home in a few weeks, so uh, the whole country will shut down for that. But, but what it means is, obviously, Ricky Herbert uh, resigned today, so... 4 for 2 Chris Greenacre will mm. be at the helm. Yeah, looking forward to seeing him in his first game. Straight into the hot seat. Although he has actually been in the hot seat before because Ricky couldn't coach against uh, one of the Melbourne teams Melbourne and he Harvard. sat in. That's right, yeah. um, so he's already done it before. So looking forward to seeing how he uh, sets up his team. How are his badges? What's he up to? Is he an A or a B? Or no oh. idea. Oh, I, think, I don't know. That's a good question. Must be an A, I think. I think if you're an interim coach, do you have some sort of flexibility you, on that? You are allowed not to have an A. I think if you're interim. Yeah. yeah, I think you need to be doing it. Yeah, you need to be on yeah. of course. Uh, all right, I mean, how do we think? I mean, do we think that there's going to be a lift from Phoenix? I mean, again, you know, as we've seen before, when when coaches that are already there take over, it doesn't necessarily have the, the same effect because it's the same voice. Exactly. You know, so, someone that's already there, you know, a bit like, you know, Rado taking over. But having said that, I think the, the situation's possibly different at Phoenix where Ricky is probably the nice guy and Chris might be more of the Sergeant Major taskmaster. Yeah, I'm not Tasker. sure about that. No, well, that's not the impression strike, I've got. doesn't strike me yeah. as being... He's still one of the lads, I yeah. think, to agree, but now yeah. he's got to then, you know... So yeah. Having said that, uh, I think the Cory Gamero factor is, is can't be underestimated in this game. That's what very a, true. Fine. Very, very true. He's, you know, he's a great player. Newcastle Jets also without their, you know, uh, with their own share of uh, losses of uh, key personnel, mm. uh, losing Ryan, uh, who is, I'm convinced, going to be a huge, huge loss to them. Yeah. Uh, Jessica, Jessica, I think, comes in, doesn't he? Yeah, there's yeah. another name. Yeah. Had a but, horrific you know, run with injuries, Marco, Jessica. The number Jessica. of times I've been up to training at Newcastle and Marco's been on the sidelines mm. training by himself, I don't think I've ever actually seen him train. Probably with the rest of them. He had three knee reconstructions. Something like that. Both knees But when he's been, when the few occasions he's been fit for a short period of time, he's looked excellent. I think, didn't he score a terrific goal a couple of years ago, some volley, but yeah, good to see him back. But yeah, I agree. I think it's a big loss. And I think, I think that could be the key. Uh, Heskey going to New Zealand, that'll be interesting. You know, a few British fans over there. So That's true. Yeah. But I mean, you know, Ryan Griffiths has taken his opportunity in China to just present an opportunity for Adam Taggart. For the last six games mm. of the season, yeah, to get I an think, extended run in the yeah. side and very possible. Stake I mean, his claim. His pass to set up Griffith. Griffiths. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, that was outstanding. Absolutely outstanding. I loved. I remember seeing him uh, in training with Socceroos out at Leichhardt, I think it was, and he was really impressive. Really, really impressive. You know, and at that stage he was virtually unknown uh, outside of his club. I think he was with. Yeah, he's one of those players where we all we got the club wrong with the way he played. I thought he played. I got him mixed up with somebody at Perth. It might have been Perth. I thought he was at Perth, wasn't it? it? Might have been he Perth. was at Perth. It was Perth. Yeah. yeah. Was it? Because uh, yeah, all these youngsters at the time. They're yeah. all from everywhere. Uh, but yeah, he was really impressive, and I'd like to see a lot more of him. Uh, so hopefully he'll take his chance with both hands and uh, do something match winning. Mm. Okay. Well, that's tonight, five o'clock. So mm. it's. Uh, if you're an A-League fan, it's a feast of football tonight on a Wednesday night. You've got uh, Wellington Phoenix against the Jets, followed immediately afterwards by the Mariners versus uh, the Blue Wings. And an El Clasico this morning as well. And an El Clasico this morning. Yeah. It's all good. Sorry, we love football. So all the time we can see a game. 1-1. One, 1-1. One. One, one. One, one. Okay. 2-1. Two, 2-1 one. Two, one to uh, Greenacres, uh, boys. Right. Camaro scoring. I'm going to tip the Jets. Narrow. 1-0. Mm. Heskey. 1-0. Yep. There you go, heard it there first. Mm. <laughs> All right, uh, round 22, 23. So that's uh, a round 26 game. That's a round 26 game, yeah. Mm. It's like stepping into the future. Yeah, who knows. Mm. 
Uh, I wonder if they'll tell us what it was like. There was, like, there was hover cars and everything. <laughs> <laughs> just wait till you get to round 26. It's all changed. People just teleport into the stadium. It'll be the, it'll be the Sony A-League by then, not yeah. Hyundai. Yeah. It will have taken over. iPhones will just be a big tattoo in your arm. Yeah, the app will work. You know, <laughs> like, things like that. 18 like teams in the A-League. Incredible innovations like that. The, the official app will work <laughs> and won't have scores that are wrong by 50%. And the Tassie um, Tigers, the Tassie Tigers will actually be in the A-League, the Sony A-League. Mm. All right. Until then, we have round 23, uh, which Andrew's kicks off. And coaching the Socceroos. <laughs> which starts at the weekend with Adelaide hosting Brisbane Raw at Hindmarsh. Mm. Lads, how do we see it? It's oh, so hard to predict. Brisbane um, seem to be one of those teams at the moment that are... That Sort of can't wait for the season yeah. to end. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, even though you know, and they shouldn't be playing like that. They're uh, you know they're two points off the finals. Yeah, and then they're two games away from a grand final. And as the defending champions, you would think that there would be a little bit more urgency and a little bit more desire, and, and it just doesn't seem to be there. Reasons a bit of desperation, even you know. Yeah, I think. For reasons best known to himself, Mike Mulvey seems to be concentrating on sorting things out off the pitch. Uh, getting What, with the coaching staff? With coaching staff, mm. with uh, players, and um, uh, just setting up regimes. And See, that, that's because that, again, that's another byproduct of the A-League, isn't it? Because it's such a short off-season, there's no time to do any of That's right. Yeah. What is it, six weeks? Right is it? Yeah. It's such a quick turnaround. Yeah. Yeah. Quick turnaround. Before you know it, bang, we're on. Yeah, yeah, Seriously. I'll be, be looking at this going, boys... We've had a bit of a car crash of a season, but you know what? Four or five wins on the bounce now, take out fifth or sixth, win two games, yeah. and win the grand final again. Mm. And they know how to win grand finals, so, you know, it doesn't make sense, does it? No. Um, but having said that, Reds, I wouldn't bet against Valks, them. Reds. Valks. Valks. The Valk. Valk United. Yeah. yeah. And they're looking good with Juric. I think Juric, uh, he seems to score away from home. I think you know but they have now got such a good squad that it would be unwise to, to bet against them. But I'm still not completely convinced by Volcanus at all. Uh, it's, what another poor press conference performance? No, no, I just, I just not. I don't know him well enough. I've not seen enough of him yet to make any judgment on whether he's up to it. I, I think he's possibly just still too wet behind the ears. Uh, to, but he's not being tested. No. You know, Brisbane Roar isn't going to be the ultimate test that is going to define uh, his capabilities. Uh, so I, I think they would, they should beat Brisbane Roar because they've got a great squad. Mm. Uh, but with Falks there, it's it's you, you can't make solid predictions. Okay, mm. make a solid prediction. Okay, two 0 Adelaide. Adelaide. Yeah. Yeah, I'll go for 2-1, Adelaide. Yeah, I yeah. think Adelaide. So, Adelaide fans are lucky. Yeah. That's the one <laughs> unanimous case, which almost certainly means that Brisbane will run out winners. Uh, Perth Glory hosts Sydney FC uh, at the NIB Stadium. This will be uh, a late game, so this, this will actually be after the Mariners-Western Sydney game, but on, the, on my fixture list it comes in the middle. Boys, what um, do we think? Yeah, 6.45, Nibs. Um... My prediction is that at 6.40, the FFA will find a reason to ban Joe Griffiths from the game. What, for walking out and staring at a linesman? For something. Yeah. 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 
for big Well, Sydney, Sydney need to bounce back, I mean, after last weekend. Um, I think Perth will probably get a pretty good crowd again, like, like Melbourne Heart did. Mm. Um, so they'll probably fill what they can of NRB Stadium. Look, I actually fancy Perth. I think the way they played the last home game under Alistair was pretty impressive. Sydney, record in Perth is not fantastic. Yeah, I think Perth can do it. Yeah, yeah I have to say I quite fancy Perth as well. But having said that, Sydney will be uh, furious over the way that uh, things turned out last weekend. Be wanting to try and prove something, uh, and you know, if they want to get into the finals, they've got to win this kind of game. Mm. Really have to win this game. Uh, and Riles out for this one, obviously. Yeah, um, but you know, they've been chopping and changing around at the mm. back so much that it doesn't make too much difference. I wouldn't have thought, to be honest. Uh, I can probably see that coming to a draw, though. I'll take one-one. Yeah, I'm going to tip a draw, two-two, mm. which I think was the score the last time they met there. Um, all right, uh, game of the weekend, top two, duking it out, quite literally with Mitchell Duke playing mm. up front for the Mariners. Uh, there is a point between the two sides, Western Sydney chasing their eighth successive win, which would then put them top of the league outright for the first time. Mm. It's a real grand final, as some people have been calling it on Twitter. Massive game. Mm. Uh, Tony, our uh, Wanderers fan in the office, is uh, heading up there along with uh, apparently nine or ten bays of Western Sydney. It's gone up. I thought it was seven last night. No, no, nine or ten. Nine this morning. So there will be more Wanderers fans there than, than CCM fans, I think. Is that right? It's got to be close. Yeah, there's only got to be close. 4,000 seats left. So. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, even less than wow. that. It's two bays on the upper tier now, Wanderers. Which is just incredible. Look, just give them a whole, the whole stand. Just give it to them. Okay, that can be their home for the game. Yeah, I, yeah. I can't wait for this game. I really, this is the game of the season for me. Uh, I'm just so excited by this. I can't predict where it's going to go either, to be honest. Uh, Master versus Apprentice in a little way as well. You know, obviously Popper would have been, Arnie was part of the Socceroos coaching staff in mm. the 2006 yeah. World Cup when Popper mm. was still a, True. a player. Yeah, Um and In fact, I think was Arnie would have been coach of the Socceroos when Popovich played his last game against Paraguay at Brisbane because hitting left after the World that's Cup. Right, that's when right. Arnie picked yeah, up the race. That's true. Yeah, on that that's day when Popper yeah. and a few others retired. Delco. Yeah. yeah, and Popper scored. Popper yeah. scored, yeah. yeah. Hmm. Uh, you're right. It's, it, yeah, I just wish Italian fans who've been watching Sydney FC all season could see this game. You know, this this shows you how good the A League is right now. This is the A League at its peak. Yeah. Um, look, after Arnie's little rant in the post match press last week, it's hard for me to feel anything for them. So I really hope the Poppers boys smash them. <laughs> but having said that, my head says the Mariners may just pit them. Kev, so diff- it's, so hard. It's, at home. It really is. It's so difficult to to call. But I have to say, I think the Mariners could well get this one. Um, I'd love. To- for the Wanderers to, to take three points away from this, because yeah. I think it, it's such a great fairy tale. Yeah. I'd love it. I'd love I'd it. Love I'd love it. it. I'd love it. Now, my father's over visiting at the moment, and I was trying to explain to him the whole Western Sydney Wanderers story, and his jaw was just dropped. You know, he just couldn't believe what a great story it was. Uh, and it is. Uh, and this would be the icing in the cake for them. If whoever loses this... Um, is pretty much losing the, the claim in the title. Uh, yeah, I don't know. If, if, if Mariners lost, they'd only be, be two, two points, points behind. behind. I still think there's a lot to play the, for. The pressure would certainly be on, but I think 
Now he doesn't it's like still the pressure. Be but season defining. He doesn't, does he? No, he, he doesn't. really doesn't like. The Imagine pressure. him at a big city club where journalists ask him questions every day about this and that. He, he just couldn't take it. Gets away with murder, to be honest. Yeah. But uh, it is interesting to see how he reacted to the pressure last weekend. I mean, walking out of a press conference. I mean, so what, what's that all about? I think as we get to the point, the end of the season, I think uh, Western Sydney's lack of a real sort of clinical yeah. goal poacher. Mm. Yeah. Would, May rear its head because I these are the sort of games the, the, where you might only get two chances. And precisely, you need, yeah. You need an Archie who yeah. will have two mm. chances and he'll score one goal. And you've got McBreen and you've got Duke and McGlinchey and McGlinchey yeah. now as well. Mm. Uh, I mean, that, that's actually turning into a lethal combination. Forget the fact that they've got you know a really strong defence as well and uh, you mm. know a midfield that supplies them. They've got three goal scorers uh, who are turning in goals on a regular basis. But I think what's going to be also interesting will be, you know, that Western Sydney will go there and defend on the front foot. They'll press the Mariners mm. all over the pitch. Yeah. Yep. They'll work hard. You know, they won't give mm. them a second. But I think it'll be tight. I can see one goal in this. If, I can see a if, one nil yeah. to either side. To be yeah. honest. Yeah. yeah. I, I think. I think in that scenario, I think it'll be a McBreen goal late on that that will be the difference. But. So I always like tipping a tight one nil because I'm either right and I like being right. Or I'm wrong and it's a much better game. <laughs> so there's no losing. Win, win, win. win. <laughs> but it will be like a home game for the Wanderers, though. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. you can just, you, we know what it's going to be like. Nine bays of those boys. Yeah. And, and to be girls. fair, you know, the, the Mariners' support get, takes a lot of stick because of the limited numbers. But the people that do turn out, there are a hardcore band of them. Yeah. And they really do add a lot to the game. I was up there for the Perth Glory uh, a preliminary room. Preliminary final. It's hard to say. It that. is actually, yeah. Uh, last season and try say Popper's preliminary final. No, no, <laughs> no. impossible. Uh, and it was a great atmosphere. It was a great night, you know. And the Paris Glory guys were there in mm. reasonable numbers. But this is going to be just awesome. How yeah. good is this going to be? Fantastic. Mm. You know the weather forecasting? Wet. <sighs> is it? No, it's really. Still, yeah, it's wet for the rest of the week. <sighs> That's a pity. Um, look. Just the, the tactical, the tactical. Well, interestingly, I'm going to be in, I'm going to be in Canberra with uh, the FFA technical department when okay. this is on. So I'd be interested to see where I'm going to end up watching this and who wins. I know so. where you watch it. You watch it in that theatre, because we watched the Socceroos yeah. there last time. The lovely, yeah. big, freezing cold theatre, big screen. You'll enjoy. It. I'll be yeah. in Melbourne on the weekend, so really looking forward to this. Um, what's your tip, Jacko? I've uh, said so one nil, and I, I really to, to Mariners to either. I think I could, I could flick a coin. So I think I'm going to go one nil Western Sydney. All right, that Phoenix back up quickly two one, two one, two on judges. Sunday by hosting Melbourne Hart. Um, now, if Hart are true to form, you'd say Wellington Phoenix are unbackable favourites for this. But given Phoenix got their own issues. No, I mean, What's Hart pff, this season, I think, I think you have to write off the away form. So it's very hard to see Hart do anything in, in Wellington. Do you know what's really interesting is the fact that home form is actually starting to become a factor in the A-League. After all these seasons where home form meant literally nothing at all, it's actually becoming a thing with a lot of clubs. I think that's really interesting. I don't know. I can't put a reason on it. Can you? Well, I think... Well, you said, I mean, interestingly, the spin on this game is that Phoenix aren't actually at home. There was one, I, I remember we did a feature, 442 UK did a feature a while back on the home advantage phenomenon. Mm. And obviously the crowd 
plays a part, but some of the players that were interviewed talked about the visual cues that they get from their home ground that aren't there on the away grounds. So they, you know, they, they always, a lot of it subconsciously, make their runs by lining up with features of the stadium. Ah, right. So, yeah. Yeah, so, so it's so, like so breaking just your visual mark. One so goalkeepers yeah. will set their visual mark on when I'm level with that corner of that stand, I'm on my penalty box. Right. You know, and, li- and little things like that. They talk about that visual cues and your yeah. peripheral vision. Yeah. That as teams become more familiar with their home surroundings, we'll get used to that. Yeah. And that was why they said a, like, a lot of the Arsenal players, Thierry Henry, I think, was interviewed, said he found it really difficult, the Emirates, because he used to angle his runs lining up with the clock end or the north bank and stuff like that and then he, he found it because he had to mm. pick because the emirates was, was pretty much a bowl uniform as well yeah there was no angles and stuff where he could you know it's really interesting that is really interesting yeah well no mm. wonder the mariners have done so well at home they've only got three stands so you know it confuses <laughs> people immediately lining up with yeah. the sauce bottle yeah or the trees yeah <laughs> All right, so uh, so what are we going to take? Are we all tipping Phoenix? Oh, it's got to be Phoenix for me. Yeah, Phoenix, definitely. Uh, okay. 2-0. All right, I'll tip Phoenix as well. I think also so. playing midweek actually helps them as well. I think it just ticks you over a little bit quicker. and Also gets rid of the first game without Ricky. Yeah. You know, yeah. Let's get that yeah. out of the way Word. quickly. Yeah. There hasn't been this Moving on. Up. Yep. Let's get on with it. Uh, Melbourne victory round out the uh, round 23 by hosting the Jets at Amy Park on Sunday afternoon. Mm. I'll be at that game. Looking forward to it. Huge game this for victory. You know, three defeats on the bounce. Um, you know, there's eight points now between them and Western Sydney. Nine points between them and the the Mariners. Uh, lose this game and it, it's over really from a from a win in the league perspective. Yeah. Uh, you probably say it may well be already, but I th- I unless they win this game, the, that pressure's gone. I think realistically the. They're relying on too many defeats from the other two to have a yeah. stick to clean. I can't, I can't see the Wanderers and the Mariners falling away at this stage. For me, it's either. Those is two. there a benefit? I've not looked at this properly. Is there a benefit to being third? Or, is there more benefit to being third or fourth when it comes to the final series? Well, you three no, I think, six. I think you both you you both host a game against five or six. Yeah. So, so yeah. I mean, it's much of a muchness. You yeah. played a fifth or sixth based team, but you yeah. you do you get a home final. Really, just a case of coasting to the end of the season for them. I think. Work in shape and try and fix the defence if I were them. Okay. I mean, the Jets, Ado, still got a lot to play for. They're, in, they're yeah. in the finals berth at the moment, level with Hart and Sydney FC. Obviously, they'll know by the time they run out at Amy Park whether, how Sydney FC have gone. Mm. You know, and also Melbourne Hart. Both of those, you know, they could run out at five o'clock on a Sunday with Sydney FC being beaten in Perth and Melbourne Hart being beaten in Wellington. Thinking we win this game, we yeah, can go absolutely. three points clear in the finals. Yeah. And that's the thing about five and six; it's so open. It can, it can still be. It could even be one of the other teams below the Jets right now. So, I mean, actually, put another spin on that: win tonight. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And win on Sunday. Yeah. If the results go mm. their way before, and they could be six points mm. clear, which with. Yeah, I'd rather have the points in the game in hand at this stage of the season. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Although they're doing it at the moment without Ryan Griffiths, which is going to be, a, as Kev said, a big loss. Um, yeah, the Jets, obviously, they're playing midweek, so they're flying in from New Zealand. So it's a busy week for them, but it's not, not too difficult. It's only three hours. So, um, yeah, it's a tough one to predict, but I think victory will be so desperate to get back on the winner's and Archie, do we know with his rehab? Well, he was a chance to play. On his own 
Wasn't he chanced to play last week? I thought he. Was, I think yeah, he was. It was a, a big, flicker big of chance. chance. Yeah, but he might be, and the shapes come back. I, I think Victory will walk this one. To be honest, uh, I can't see Jets putting up much resistance. The the flight times midweek, losing Ryan Griffiths. I just don't see them recovering. Heskey, I mean, that's six hours in a flight plus another hour and a half down to Melbourne. It's a lot of flight time for a bloke with dodgy knees. Mm. Aging knees, aging knees, not dodgy. Yeah. Uh, Although, I mean, still, it's a Sunday game, so, I mean, they're playing Wednesday night in New Zealand. It's not a huge... It's not like playing Korea on Wednesday night and playing on a Saturday like Adelaide, no. I think, once did. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure they'll, so, fly, they'll probably fly straight there. Yeah. Um, and I think they're training in Melbourne on Saturday, I know that, for mm. sure. Um, look, I still think Victory are good enough to win this one. Yeah, 3-0 to Victory. And they need to win this one. All right, one. that's a unanimous tip for the Victory from all three of us. So, Jets fans, get down there. And Could fans, yeah. Famous victory famous fans, yeah, get down there. All right, uh, what else? I will be heading down, as I mentioned there, uh, to Canberra, uh, because the FFA technical team are rolling out the... Uh, first youth-specific advanced coaching course in the country uh, to the national team coaches, uh, state technical directors, uh, FFA skill acquisition instructors. They've invited 442 down as observers um, to see mm. that roll out. Um, obviously, close to my heart, that's the age group that I coach, so very interested to see that. Uh, so there'll be a feature in the mag, but you can follow me on Twitter. I'll be, uh, mm. I'll be tweeting live, letting people know what's going on. So when's this happening? Yeah, I'm there from Saturday morning until Friday afternoon. So down oh, there really? for a week. Wow. For a week? Yeah. Wow, cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's full on. Excellent. Yeah. Full on. And, and so at the end of this, what, what what do we get at the end of this sort of course? What? No, this is the internal rollout for okay. the people that are going to deliver the course to coaches. Right, yeah. So this okay. is the people that will be... Deli- this is the first rollout These are the people content be putting from Han, from Kelly, and from yeah. Rob Sherman to the FFA sort of inner sanctum. So this is like, this is the youth-specific advanced coaching qualification. Um, So all the national team coaches will be there. Mm. Um, So yeah, it should be very interesting. So follow me on Twitter. uh, What's your Twitter handle? uh, At Jacko442. So there's a a lot of football going on, so it might be quite interesting who I end up sitting next to watching (laughs) these sort of games, uh, particularly Villa Man City on Tuesday morning, Mm. 7am. Exactly. So yeah, uh, Alado magazine is out, flying. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Liverpool edition. Yeah, uh, Gerard and uh, Carragher on the cover. But look, Victory fans, a great chat with uh, the Kiwi Messi, Marco Rojas. Um, Emil Heskey opens up to us about playing in the Premier League and also playing in the A-League. And a fascinating feature on Borussia Dortmund, which I think you know is just well worth having I a look at. I reread that whole issue on the plane on the way down to Melbourne, and that Dortmund feature is absolute quality. If you want an insight into... Uh, you know, a club, uh, and Dortmund being a club that obviously won the Champions League, I think, back in 96, and very nearly, which is rare for a German team, went to the edge of sort of oblivion financially and how they've clawed their way back, but also, you know, employed Jurgen Klopp as one of the, you know, sort of bright sparks in coaching. And uh, it's a real great access all areas into mm. the club. Mm. Uh, which they don't normally do. So, uh, yeah, it's well worth a read. And Ned Zelich recalling his first uh, press conference uh, as a Borussia Dortmund player. Very funny press conference he had when he's first signed for the club. Of course, Ned Zelich, one of the greatest ever soccerers. So the, the whole Dortmund feature, I think, is worth seeing. Before, was he, uh, he wasn't, but he was told to say a few things and he got an applause, round of applause from the journos. So, uh, he and obviously like, an Aussie angle there with uh, both Mitch Langerak and Mustiamini. Yeah, yeah uh, absolutely. At the moment, yeah. so it's a good insight into the sort of... Uh, 
education they'll be getting. Yeah, and plus, you know, A-League fans specials and W-League special and performance uh, where, you know, we can teach you, we can help you become better players. So there's loads in there. Um, plus EPL's Belgian Explosion. Talking of performance, we've got the performance website. New website is live. So that. There's a big skin essential. on the website at the moment, Absolutely so just click essential. through, go and have Visual. a look. Brilliant. Just yeah. did some awesome content with Steve Corica, uh, which is about to go up this week. We've done a midfield masterclass with Steve Corica. So there's a five-part video series about to go up, yeah. which is a uh, great insight from Steve. It was great of him to... Uh, to, to give his time up and yeah. talk through what it takes to be a sort of perfect midfield player. And speaking of which, perfect midfield player, segue in, Marcus Flores is, is on. There the we go, there's already some Marcus oh. Flores stuff yeah. up there. All right, that is it. We're getting a wrap-up from uh, producer Simon. He wants to go for lunch. Uh, <laughs> get out and enjoy your A-League this weekend. Good luck to the Mariners in the Champions League tonight, yes. and we'll be back. Now, I won't be back next week, but Ada and Kev will be back next week. With a special guest. Special guest. With a special guest. Do you know who he is yet? Yes, I do. You're going to say? can't say right now because oh. it hasn't been 100% cons- confirmed. But he may be a mayor. He oh, may be. there we go. There's a very big clue. <laughs> <laughs> All right, enjoy your football. We'll be back next week. 442 Insider is a Helms Media Solutions production. Visit helms.com.au to find out more about our services.